You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Friday edition. Super Bowl 55 is the next game that will happen. Close the doors on the 2020 season. And Matt and I, of course, will come back Monday to have everything broken down from what we saw. Super Bowl Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be an all-timer because of the name value at quarterback, especially historically. When we look back at this game, Matt, we're going to look at the injury report a little bit. I think there's some things we can take from that that will affect this football game. Look at some prop bets as well. And of course, make our picks for Super Bowl 55 at BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me. Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. Yesterday, Matt, we started off our position by position versus segment, and it was Brady versus Mahomes. And I think for both of us, clearly, Brady all time is number one. But right now, it's Patrick Mahomes world, and the Kansas City Chiefs have the edge at quarterback with Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. So we can move on from there and talk about some of these other positions if you want to hear our conversation about that and a ton of other things we talked about this week plenty of stuff to go back and listen to from Thursday and before on these podcasts but uh, let's go to the offensive line and start there Matt Kansas City versus Tampa Bay offensive lines I think there's a clear win here and a clear advantage and and part of that is because of the injury report and the Kansas City Chiefs are down two very important pieces at both left tackle and right tackle heading into the Super Bowl Yeah, and without question, I think on paper, that's the biggest matchup in Tampa's favor is their defensive front, and we'll get to them. They have Vita Vea back, and they're healthy up there against a basically all-backup offensive line. You know, I mean, the the interior of the O-line was problematic, you know, when the season started. You know, Tardif, Morse is gone in, in Buffalo. Tardif opted out, and the tackles look solid. Now they have none of the above, so... Clearly, the check mark here goes to Tampa's O line, which I think is a really good one. And I'm not sure we've mentioned this enough, but if I had any offensive lineman to start my team with and age was a consideration, I would take the right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, the rookie. I think that's completely fair. I think it's that's perfect. And I want to run through some of these names really quick for Kansas City. By the way, I just saw a tweet from your old buddy Ross Tucker, who's been on this podcast with us before. Four of five starters for the Chiefs offensive line in the Super Bowl have been cut multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only one who uh, hasn't was their seventh round pick last year. So uh, he shouts out offensive line coach Andy Heck and GM Brett Veach. Uh, this is, uh, I think it's a huge one here. So no my, uh, no Eric Fisher, as I mentioned. So uh, Mike Remmers kicks out. He's the starter at left tackle. You've got Nick uh, El- uh, Allegretti is the left guard. Mm-hmm. Austin Reader center. Stefan Wisniewski, right guard, who's been around the league a little bit, and Andrew Wiley is the starter at right tackle. And that compare uh, that pales into comparison of what the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line looks like, and they're just rock solid everywhere. You mentioned Tristan Wirfs, who, if he wasn't an offensive lineman, might be in consideration for Rookie of the Year. I mean, he's been fantastic and has all the athletic ability. Uh, some people thought, oh, maybe he's a little bit raw, played some left tackle, played some right tackle. When you are that studly of a prospect and you're a right tackle, I think that hurts you as a prospect going into the NFL, but he's been everything they needed there, and he is just a monster at right tackle. Uh, you have Donovan Smith at left tackle, Ali Marpet, the small school guy at left guard, Ryan Jensen at center, and uh, Aaron Stinney at right guard is about the only one that is not among some of the best offensive linemen in the league right now as far as name value goes. 
Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a very good line, and Brady helps it because he knows where the rush is coming from and gets the ball out, and and they move people in the run game too. They put a lot of resources into the offensive line. It's one of the things they, they needed to fix yeah. this year, especially for Tom Brady, uh, and they they passed that with flying colors, especially adding that first round pick and Tristan Wirfs. They traded up to get so fantastic move for them, and they're sitting in the Super Bowl. Clear win up front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the offensive lines, and it could be the difference in this game. I mean, absolutely could be the difference in this game, and we'll talk about why with some of those pass rushers that will be getting after each other's quarterbacks. Let's go to some of the skill positions on the offensive side of the balls for these two teams uh, at running back. Leonard Fournette, did you know he hasn't fumbled since 2017? Which, if I'm wow, not mistaken, was that was his rookie year, right? Uh, I mean, he came in with McCaffrey and all those guys. Yeah, 2017. Class, the, so yeah. the fourth pick in 2017. He hasn't fumbled since, I think, uh, week 17 year? that year. Yeah. Well, how about that? Um, this one's tough. I mean, who do you put the check mark here? Because early in the season, you'd be like, boy, Edward Hilaire is way better than Fournette. Or yeah. every, everyone took him fat higher in his, their fantasy draft. Before, uh, but Edward Hilaire, who I want to mention, because I bet he catches passes and does is very instrumental in slowing down that Bucks pass rush with screen passes. So when we talk bets, well, I guess I'll just throw it out now. I have over on Edwards Hilaire catches. It's only like two and a half or something like that. But I still have to give the edge here to Fournette and Ronald Jones. You know, I mean, he's going to factor in. I bet he's a little healthier than he's been. Fournette's played well. I'm kind of shocked him saying that. Yeah, this one's pretty close to a push for me. There is yeah. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette is the one-two there, and they've had some pretty good uh, games recently. LaShawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn backing them up. So they have some depth and they have some uh, a nice little one-two. And... You mentioned Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, what he can do in the passing game, then Le'Veon Bell and Daryl Williams. You know, I might go KC with this one because I like Daryl Williams quite a bit as well. Yeah, he's not bad at all. I mean, I, I kind of I didn't even mention his name. He gets overlooked way too much. I think Lev Bell shot and might not even touch the ball in this game. But Williams, it has value. Are you leaning? You're leaning KC? I, I, I want to say push. Tampa. I, I feel like it's a cop-out if we say push, right? So you're going Tampa, I'll go KC. So we split that one. All right, I like it. Uh, pass catchers, let's lump in wide receivers and tight ends here. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Mecole Hardman. That is really hard to beat, but Tampa is one of the few teams that has some studs out there as well when you're talking about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, and you've got Gronk and then Cameron Brait as well, so they can go two tight ends if they want. They can go three wide. Uh, they can do a lot of things on offense in the passing game. I I'm going to go Tampa with this one, which is wow, kind of shocking. I mean, clearly, if we're doing tight end wide receiver, Kelsey crushes Gronk, you know, and but Gronk and Brait have a, aren't bad, that's for sure. Tyreek and Kelsey, I think, are still better than Godwin Evans. I'm going to go KC. I, I think Hardman's going to be an impact player. Yeah. Sammy Watkins is healthy. It's close, though. Really close. It's close enough to split the vote here, but... You know, Antonio Brown over Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman can make an impact in the yeah, in the return yeah. game, too. So maybe that swings it, even though you're looking three deep and two deeps. So you're going five deep, which is why I like Tampa here. But if you're just t talking one, two, one, two, three, as far as pass catchers, you got to lean KC, too. Yes. I, I, I just think Kelsey and Hill are harder to defend than anybody in the yeah. league right now. No, that's a good point. That, that's a really good point. And uh, you, if you're going to lean on your top guys, then... Uh, I can absolutely see the argument for Kansas City. I just like the depth there, and they can they can do a number of things on offense. Tampa can uh, oh, in the yeah. passing game. 
And, and I, I think Brait's going to be an impact player. You know, oh, Bray, I mean, Cameron Brait's one of the most underrated tight ends in the NFL. I mean, he's he's a really I good, agree. solid player all around. That is the end of the offense, right? Did I miss any positions that is, there? No. Okay, so let's uh let's come back and do the defensive side of the football. We will break down those and some of the matchups, our favorite matchups in this game. Look at some of the prop bets, and of course, make our picks for Super Bowl Fifty Five coming up on Peacock and Williamson. The calendar has hit February, which means for me annually, some people start January 1, I start Feb 1, trying to get fit. And after the last year, not great for me as far as fitness goes and as far as taking care of myself and being at home and uh, wandering into the kitchen too often to grab different food or beverage. So February is a big month for me. I'm trying to get fit. I'm trying to get in better shape. I'm trying to watch what I eat more. And Echelon is something that can help me achieve that. It can help you achieve your fitness goals. Having a fitness bike in your home is one of the best ways that you can easily get in some cardio and get in a workout and keep yourself in shape. It's one of the things that saved me from getting out of control health-wise during the pandemic. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. And right now you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on echelon, E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. Pretty darn even matchup so far. Obviously, quarterbacks are, are so impactful, and when you have the best quarterback in the NFL right now, you always always have the advantage going into every game, I think, the Kansas City Chiefs do with Patrick Mahomes. But the offensive side of the ball, there's a lot going on. Brady's for, not too shabby, though. And yeah, it, it's not like you have uh, <laughs> some schlub on the other side, and uh, it's a pretty even matchup when you look at the rest of the offense. In fact, I might give the uh, take quarterback out of it. So we just went through position by position, just because of the offensive line alone, I would take so stronger, Tampa's yeah. offense aside from quarterback over Kansas City's. Personnel wise, yes, I, I would too. You know, I would trade those ten, eh, the fifteen guys, guys right. that'll play straight up for Kansas City's because the lines are so much different. Some impact defensive linemen in this game. Chris Jones is the guy that could really wreck Tom Brady's day. There, uh, you've got Derek Natty, you've got Frank Clark on the outside. Um, to know Passanio, you've got Alex Okafor, you've got some young players there backing up those guys, but really Frank Clark and Chris Jones. If they're eating, it's going to be tough for Tom Brady and the Bucks offense. I'm still going to give the edge to Tampa, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not impressed with Frank Clark, and I, I think he's a big-name guy who hasn't quite lived up to the money. I'm super impressed with Chris Jones. To me, he's a dark horse Super Bowl MVP candidate. He's the guy I would fear the most if I'm Tampa Bay. Um, I forget the, the the right guard, not Marpet, but the other guard you mentioned for Tampa. He's going to get a lot of Chris Jones. I mean, the, the one non-household name up front, he can wreck the whole thing. Um, but I'm going to go Tampa. I think that pair of Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett is very strong, probably a B-plus when you compare to the rest of the league. We haven't even seen it until last week, but Vita Vea is a star, and, and he looked great last week. Sue still is very impactful. They got guys like McClendon who are role players. They're real solid across that front four. I'm going to give the edge to Tampa, but Chris Jones is the best player to me. And with Tampa, the the speed at linebacker is allowed to run because of what they've got going on up front. We've got a guy who's 350 like Vita Vea uh, in the middle sure. of that defense, Dominican Sue. But Jason Pierre-Paul, 
rushing from the outside, Shaq Barrett, that is the key here. And you know, I know, you know, it's an odd front at times there in Tampa. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm considering Shaq Barrett as an edge guy, as a as yeah. part of the defensive yeah. line group here. And you mentioned Chris Jones versus Aaron Stinney. That's a matchup that That's- I think that um, Kansas City is going to try to get often and early and often and try to win that because on the other side. This is this this is the this is where this game is going to be won and lost in my opinion. Can you block Jason Pierre-Paul? Can you block Shaq Barrett with your backup offensive tackles? And if not, I, that might be enough to swing this for Tampa Bay. So uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean this toward I'm gonna lean this toward Tampa Bay actually, just because you mentioned Frank Clark can run hot and cold. Chris Jones can run hot and cold. I, I have a feeling he runs hot more often and he's going to be hot in the Super Bowl. You know that's just kind of sure, the, right. the way he plays, but. Um, Man, with with what they're going up against and rock solid, you've got four guys coming at you that can impact the game in Sue, Vea, Pierre Paul, and Shaq Barrett every passing down if if you want. And you can filter in the other guys as well. It's not as good as your Niners one was a week, a year ago at this time, you know, Bosa Buckner and that crew. But I think it's similar because the guys blocking them are worse than they were a year ago. You and know man, I mean? it, it took until the fourth quarter. They were a pro, I think Nick Bosa had twelve pressures last year in the Super Bowl and they were getting I thought he was the best player in the whole Super Bowl it side was, note, yeah and and some people thought he was held on that one third and 15 the famous wasp call now that that they converted to Tyreek Hill and he might have gotten home there if he does get home maybe the 49ers were host, hoisting the Lombardi but that was with Eric Fisher and Schwartz and so now you have this group without your starting offensive line in there uh, that that's going to be tough and and if you're looking for the home dog to win this one in Tampa that's going to be the reason why. I 100% agree, and I just want to make sure I get this out there because we don't have a ton of time, you know. But I think the Chiefs are influenced by that less than most. I mentioned the screen game. I think we'll get a ton of that, even tight end screens, all kinds of bubble screens. And Mahomes obviously buys time extremely well um, against the Bills two weeks ago. The Chiefs got the ball out of Mahomes' hands faster than any game yet this year. So I, they obviously recognize the problem. So I think it's a big deal, but I think it affects the Chiefs less than maybe any team in the league to be weak up front. You know, and that might actually even help the Chiefs, and it did against the Bills, is getting the rhythm early, getting the ball out of yeah. his hands early can can lead to a faster start for Patrick Mahomes and get him in a rhythm Versus some other times, like we saw last year in the Super Bowl, with a slow start, and you don't want to drag, drop him back and get pressured early in the game and get your offense sort of, you know, behind the sticks a little bit. Right, that's a good point. Linebackers, a lot of speed out there, a lot of speed out there. I think this is a clear win for Tampa Bay. Devin White, uh, Levante David are two of the best in the game, playing next to each other, and they're going to have their hands full, but could be up to the task covering Travis Kelsey. So that's a fun matchup. To watch Super Bowl Sunday on the other side, um, Damian Wilson, you have Anthony Hitchens. I mean, this is just yeah. a, a home run win. Willie Gay, the rookie, you have a home run win here for Tampa at linebacker. I'm not even sure if Gay is going to play. He's questionable. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, he's an athletic guy that maybe has a bright future, but uh, this is maybe... I mean, this is one of the best linebacking cores in the league versus one of the worst yeah. linebacking cores in the league. And the Chiefs aren't built that way. I mean, they're going to play Sorensen a lot. They're going to live in nickel. Um, but David, I think David, and we haven't talked about him enough, 
is one of the most underrated football players of this generation. Like, I know he's always been overshadowed by Bobby Wagner and especially Luke Keekley, and I'm fine with that. But he might be third, you know, of the last 10 years or so. And it doesn't get that kind of recognition, finally getting in the playoffs. And I love Devin White. I think he's a star in the making. And I bet the Chiefs fear him, but I also bet they attack him because – Boy, he shows up, you know, to the casual viewer, but to the people that really watch, he overcommits to play action. You know, like mm-hmm. I think they'll attack him in the passing game. He's just young, you know. He's still a rookie, even though he yeah. is uh, a super yeah. athletic, or uh, yeah, second year guy in 2019, first round pick. Um, even though he's a freakishly athletic player, there. A good point about Levante David. It's sort of been overshadowed. There was some really stud linebackers in the league when he got drafted, and then there, you know, there's just some other big names that have always been out there. In front of him, I think a lot of people know how good he is, but he just doesn't get a lot of credit nationally. No, he, he deserves it, and maybe it's starting to you know trickle in. So I'm glad we gave those guys some credit yeah, on today's love. program. A lot of wins for Tampa, Matt. A lot of wins for the underdog that are playing in their home stadium so far, Matt. Let's talk about yeah. the defensive secondary, which is another tight one, and uh, there there are some injuries here. But you mentioned Sorensen with KC and Tyron Matthew and the different ways that they utilize those players. I, I've been really impressed with the fourth-round rookie, Legereus Sneed for Kansas City, who's played a big role in this team. Traverius Ward, Bashad Breland, Rashad Fenton, even with uh, in Juan Thornhill. Um, Tyron Matthew, obviously, is an X-factor player, and you can use him in so many ways, and, and uh, I'm sure he'll show up in some big way during this Super Bowl and make life difficult for Tom Brady, but... Um, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis on the other side. Uh, some some good young corners there that have played at a high level this year. Sean Murphy bunting. I like the direction that secondary is going, even though they're young and and at times they'll get beat. But, man, uh, they're up to the challenge as well. Uh, Tampa Bay has really impressed me with the, the development that's gone on in the defensive backfield this year. Yeah, this group probably doesn't get talked about for both teams enough because both these defensive coordinators will play a lot of man coverage, Love the blitz. You know, they put a lot of stress on two young and talented secondaries. I'm not even sure if you mentioned Antoine Winfield. He was questionable and he is going to play it. Yeah, it's looking like he's going to play, which is which is huge. He's been a fantastic rookie this year. Yeah, yeah. And boy, this is as tough a decision for me as there is. I mean, I think the Honey Badger is probably the best football player, the best defensive back in this game. Tampa, I think, has a little bit fewer holes. And Carlton Davis had a really, really rough time against Tyree Kill when these teams met the first time, but he's a good young corner that'll often get that task, you know, to follow the number one around a fair amount. Oh, I think I'll go Tampa here, but this is my my hardest one to decide. This one's really close. I'm going to go with the X factor in Tyron Matthew, and I'll say yeah. KC. It's just and I kind of just want to split that one because I think it's somewhat of a push, but. Uh, yeah, and actually, I'm reading it right now. The latest from Antoine Winfield, and this is from Thursday. We should probably get some more information later Friday, but limited participant in the middle of the week. That usually means he's going to play. Questionable means you're going to play in the Super Bowl for sure. J- Jason Pierre-Paul, questionable. Devontae David, questionable. Cameron Brake, questionable. All those guys are going to play in this yeah. one. Uh, we didn't mention that they are missing one key offensive lineman there in Alex Kappa, uh, the right guard, who's on injured reserve. So he's not going to play for Tampa, but they still are rock solid across the board aside from that. So anyway, uh, I wanted to finish up those injury notes. Antoine Winfield absolutely has been a fantastic rookie. Legereus Sneed, a fantastic rookie on the other side for KC's secondary. Man, uh, the, I actually didn't think it was going to end up this way, but 
a clear win both sides of the ball for Tampa Bay personnel wise. And they've got the goat quarterback, even though he's not Patrick Mahomes. I, I might have even swayed what my pick is going to be in this game, Matt. I got to be honest going through this wow. process. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, a lot of them were close. Um, one last defensive back note, as you were saying that Sneed and Winfield are in contention. I know Jeremy Chin too, as best rookies, not named Chase Young. It's tough when someone's drafted number two overall and they're a pass rusher and get all the headlines and have a really good rookie year like Chase Young did. He's going to walk away with that award easily. Mm-hmm. But man, some of these other guys, and, and they don't get a lot of credit and they don't have as many highlights a lot of times, especially a, a corner who's just you know good in coverage. And, and when you don't hear their name, it's usually better. So those guys won't get enough credit. So it's important that we do throw those names out there. And I'm sure they'll get talked a lot about playing in the Super Bowl always helps your, um, yeah. your uh, national spotlight for sure. Let's talk props and let's make our picks, Matt, for Super Bowl 55 next. Matt and I are going to get into some of our favorite props and our favorite bets for Super Bowl 55. And the options are endless when you consider parlays, when you consider uh, the all the different bets and, and the bets you can create your own with. It's endless at betonline.ag when it comes to the most betted on thing in sports, which is the Super Bowl, and it's, it gets bigger and it gets bigger every single year. And there are, people are betting even more than usual this year because of circumstances of being at home and finding ways to be a part of the action. And you can get in on that action at betonline.ag and even get yourself a welcome bonus. Promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Have a little fun and maybe make yourself a little bit of cash. Get in on the action at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Matt, Jason Pierre Paul, he's 66 to 1 for Super Bowl MVP odds. And, and I might lay a little bit of money on that one because he is more and more seeming like he's going to be a, one of the big key players in this game. Whether he gets blocked or not will be a huge impact on the final score. And one of my favorite props as well. I talked with. Dave Mason and the Locked On 49ers podcast yesterday, he's with Bet Online and, and knows the odds in and out and insane amount of different props and combinations, pretty much endless when you start talking about parlays that you can find at betonline.ag, by the way. And we talked about some, some props, and there are some good ones in here, and I know you have some bets that, that you're making on this football game. My favorite, though, Jason Pierre-Paul, tackles plus assists versus Jason Pierre-Paul fingers on his right hand. And for those of you keeping score at home, that's two plus. So I think that they're calling that two and a half because he's got two fingers, two full fingers plus. Uh, I'm definitely taking the tackles plus assists there for Jason Pierre-Paul in this game versus uh, the fingers even on his left hand. It's a good one. And I think that is a decent, put a buck on it to win a lot MVP. Uh, I think Shaq uh, Barrett on the other side Mm -hmm. also would qualify. I think Chris Jones might be in that category. Um, just of guys that can wreck games. And we know it's probably going to go to one of the two quarterbacks, no matter yeah, what. But that's why they're long such shots. Life. Yeah. Um, do you want to break down the game, or do you want to throw out a couple props? Or what, what's, what's yeah, the move well, here? Yeah, I already started with some props. So let's talk about a few more props, and then any other matchups in the game we want to get to, and then we'll make that final score. So what are you looking at? When, where you, where's Matt Williamson putting his money in this one? There's a couple so far, and there's more that I'm kicking around in my noodle. Um, I mentioned Frank Clark. You can get minus 130 on no sacks for Frank Clark. Uh, I think Brady gets the ball out quick. Tough matchups against the, you know, the, the Tampa offensive line. 
that's one I put a couple ducats on. Um, I mentioned before the over on Edwards Hilaire receptions. It's only two and a half. And I just think slow down the rush, dump it over their head, screen game. And I don't think Edwards Hilaire is going to account for a lot of rushing totals. I don't think they're going to run the ball at all, frankly. But I think him coming back two weeks rest, they've, you know, they used a first round pick on him for a reason. I think he's going to impact the game as a receiver. Um, Same thing is true for Leonard Fournette. I have the over on his three and a half catches. And that goes back to those Casey linebackers. I just think that Fournette's not nearly the dynamic receiver, but he's a capable pass catcher. Those are easy, you know, easy yards against bad linebackers. And the other one I have is, oh, I feel really good about this. Patrick Mahomes over 21 and a half rushing yards. I mean, if he's under a lot Mm. of pressure, he'll probably tuck it and run more than he designs to. I think a, a week off for that foot helps him tremendously. Stayed at home, got treatment at their own building. I bet he's very spry for this game. And 21 and a half isn't much. Yeah, it could get chased out of the pocket a little bit uh, yeah, if yeah. they do start slow. Part of this, Matt, maybe is last year's Super Bowl lingering in my head a little bit. I'm just feeling like there's going to be a slow start for Kansas City. He might be under pressure a little bit early. Might not have as many uh, players running pass routes because he's going to need, you know, and does that mean Le'Veon Bell's going to play more because they need someone that can chip pass rushers? Is Travis Kelsey going to be in line a little bit more, helping out uh, pass blocking a little bit on those passing downs? So those are some of the questions I have about Casey's offense early in the game, and I just feel like there's some precision that can that Tampa Bay will start with, and, and potentially Tampa has uh, gets off to a faster start in this football game with Tom Brady getting the ball out quick and marching the ball down the field a little bit. And then, you know, after a long halftime and Tom Brady's bedtime gets a little bit closer and closer (laughs) and then some halftime adjustments maybe and Patrick Mahomes starts playing a little bit freer later in the game, maybe gets out on the move on the run a little bit and makes some big plays off schedule and stuff like that. that. That's the way I picture this game going is... Am I wrong on that? Am I way off in, in in the way I'm envisioning this game happening Sunday? I agree with a lot of it. And to take it a step further, I mentioned Tampa Bay's run defense is awesome. And those offensive linemen aren't going to move Sue and Vea and those guys off the line. So I don't think Kansas City's even going to hand the ball off a dozen times in this right. game. You know, I mean, I don't even think they're going to try. And that might be difficult early on because of the pass rush. It's a good defense um, without question. But I do think the second half, the pass rush starts to wane. I mean, you rush the passer 50, 60 times. Mm-hmm. I start, I think you start to slow down. You know, that was just one thing just to reiterate what you said about the second half belonging to Kansas City. I trust – these are two really good coaching staffs, but I trust Reed and Mahomes to figure out what the, all the adjustments and all the checks and things that Tampa has installed for this better than the other way around, you know, that – uh, by the end of the game, I just say Kansas City's offense will have a bead on any team they're playing, especially if you're just throwing and you're just learning coverages and all those type of things. Um, one key I really want people to watch, and it's going to be something I'm really dialed in on, is Tampa is going to use a lot of 12 personnel, especially if AB's not 100%, which he isn't, with one back, Gronk and Brake, two receivers, Godwin and Evans. I think, and this is just my theory on the game, I think they're going to come out in that 12 personnel and the Chiefs are going to give them nickel. You know, they're going to put Sorensen out there. They're going to have a lot of defensive backs on the field. 
And they're going to run the ball and run the ball and play slow and try to keep Mahomes off the field. And deep down, Andy Reid's going to be like, you took the bait. You know, yeah, Fournette's getting <laughs> four, six a pop, but you're not going to get the 35 points doing that. Yeah. And we are no matter what. Right. Yeah. Keeping the score low helps Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the fourth quarter. And that's sort of that scenario I just talked about. We saw it play out yeah. last year in the Super Bowl. We've seen it play out a few times this year with the Kansas City Chiefs. And and actually, this that reminds me of the statistic you brought up earlier on the podcast a few days ago. Maybe it was even last week about Patrick Mahomes and how many points there. The He's other- lost nine games. By an and, and the opponent has scored just under thirty-seven points to do it per wow, game. Right. So those nine losses. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Does Tampa get thirty-six plus points against the Kansas City? Chiefs? I have no. I have a, a score written down right next to me, and it's less than that for Tampa. So Kansas City Chiefs back-to-back world champions, if that's the case, right? Thirty-eight, thirty Chiefs. Oof, there you go. I expect a good one though, but I think the second half belongs to Kansas City. Yeah, no, I, I, I see it going down the same way. And I've had Kansas City, and I thought three points wasn't enough. And talking to Dave Mason yesterday, there was a lot of money that came in earlier in the week when it was three and a half on the Tampa Bay side. Once it flipped to three and not three and a half, most of the money has been on Kansas City. Most of the money has been on the over. Most of the money has been on those prop bets, which is kind of the way it goes with prop bets: is people looking yeah, for yeah. props to go over. So you know, over with Tyreek Hill, who went off for two hundred yards in a quarter against Tampa Bay last time they played. So that's one of the big player props is the over on yards and catches for Tyreek Hill. Um, But as we talked through this, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, not going to make a ton of mistakes if they can coax. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes, maybe the lights were a little big for him in his first Super Bowl last year. He did start slow. He made some bonehead mistakes and, and some turnovers that you really don't see. I don't know if that's going to happen necessarily, but talked about how Leonard Fournette doesn't fumble. Tom Brady, like, can they win the turnover battle? Can they run the ball a little bit? They've got weapons on the outside. Can you make Patrick Mahomes' life really difficult? And can you put Kansas City in too big of a hole that they can come back and put some points on the board? How many points can Tampa put on the board? I don't know if there is too big right? a hole. Right, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Maybe I'll flip back tomorrow, Sunday morning after I sleep on a little bit. But going through this exercise, I want to take those points and take Tampa Bay at home. I like it. I like it. I have two other nuggets before we move on here. And you mentioned Brady not making the big mistake. He does not turn the ball over anymore. I mean, he's been incredibly efficient with protecting the football while still being aggressive late in the year. I, I give him all the props in the world. However, his numbers this year and last, really, he does not handle pressure particularly well. He handles blitz well, but his numbers under pressure are a bigger gap than they've ever been in his career or most starting quarterbacks. And I do think they'll run the ball a lot and stay out of third and longs, but there will be third and longs, and Chris Jones and Spagnolo will heat him up, I think, incredibly. So I'm expecting four or five third and eights where Brady just throws it at someone's feet or throws it out of bounds. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, can't get out of the way. You know, I mean, yeah, not that li- he's throwing picks and making big mistakes, but, you know, the throwaway plays. Live to play another day, and, and he's the king of yeah. that. And, and it, it, it really, and we're out of time here, so it's come full circle. And I, I laid out the plan there that Tampa needs – to win this game, but so much has to go right. No, win the turnover battle. Start early. Pressure Mahomes and and B 
be able to keep that up for four quarters. I mean, that's a lot, and that's why Kansas City's favored in this game, and that's why I liked Kansas City. But um, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Tampa in this one. But um, all eyes are gonna be on the quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. But I think full circle, the way you just laid it out, it, it all starts up front. So the team that can get pressure with four is, is gonna win this football game, and and that's why I, I kind of start to lean toward Tampa Bay the more I think about it in this mm. game against Kansas City and. Tom Brady, can he not, can he, because you, you laid out that plan of him. Okay, so he gets some pressure, third and long, throws it at someone's feet, throws it away or whatever. Can he make some of those plays? Do they have to heat up uh, an extra blitz where he can beat that because they have to f- find ways to get pressure on him on third downs and and trying to get him off the field and trying to make him make some mistakes? And that could definitely work against Kansas City as well. So, uh, again, oh, it's it a risky, for, uh, offensive line, defensive line. Team, yeah. 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 No, you're right. And, as good as the secondary is for Kansas City, Evans and Godwin are going to beat one on coverage. Right. Absolutely. There's going to be guys open. There's going to be plays to be made. Who's going to be the play? Who's going to be the guy? We talked about some of the defensive linemen that could wreck this game. What about offensive playmakers, like someone who scores the big first touchdown? Is there any dark horse players like that that could make a really big impact? You know, who's the David Tyree of this game? Hardman, maybe. Watkins, maybe. I mean, hmm. remember Hill just tortured these guys when they played last. And it's you. If you take away the deep ball with Hill, Hardman or Watkins absolutely will have single coverage. I still think Antonio Brown's a really, really good player. I wonder if he's more hurt than they're letting on and doesn't play a lot. But if he looks spry early, I think he's going to cause a lot of problems too. Wide receiver threes, Hardman versus. Antonio Brown. It could come down to which one of those guys makes the biggest plays. I can't wait for Super Bowl Sunday. This is going to be historically, I think we'll look back, and I think a lot of people already know, and look, it's it's probably overcovered even now, but when we look back 10, 20 years, we'll be like, man, that's pretty cool. We got to see Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl. Yeah, it would have been like Bradshaw versus Montana's rookie year, something like that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. even a bigger gap, but something, you know, handing the torch. Absolutely. All right. Great stuff. We'll be back Monday breaking down everything that happened Super Bowl Sunday and continue on through a furious offseason that there's tons of rumors out there. Quarterback movement. Two big dominoes fell. More dominoes to fall as far as that goes. And of course, tons of NFL draft coverage. Every we also day. have all the awards and Hall of Fame will be announced oh over gosh. the weekend. We're going to have a yeah. lot to talk about. When Hall we of learn. Fame and season awards. Fantastic. Yeah. Matt, in my opinion, the offseason is as good as the in-season when it comes to NFL football. That's why we can do this every day. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Deshaun Watson gets traded tonight, too. A little, <laughs> a little sprinkle on top. Yeah. The Texans are like, oh, you want to have fun with the Super Bowl? Well, how about this storyline? How about this move? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a good way to hide it, actually. A Friday Super right. Bowl weekend news. <laughs> no one will notice. Yeah, absolutely. All right, great stuff. Be back Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.